And yes, welcome to the Tales of the Longbox podcast. This is episode. Holy crap! I can't believe I didn't get that number ahead of time. My good, three seventy six. There we go. So professional. Um, it is. Uh, I know. You're I know. fired. I know. You, you're. I'm, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to put you on furlough. Okay. Oh, no pay yeah. for the next twenty nine days. That's. Just Which like being an American uh, federal worker. Yeah, it does. It does uh, actually tie into this a little story about, it, but we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, spotlight on Vertigo Comics, the Sheriff of Babylon, number one, circa twenty fifteen. I am Chris Mosby, and I am Caleb Gerard, and 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 uh, I haven't read this Sheriff of Babylon. And I, I, I profess to be a big, uh, you know, uh, King fan. So yes, this, this will is, be. Uh, yeah, I was going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Tom King, the writer, uh, the writer of Batman. Not, not, not. Uh, and ironically, we're doing this on MLK weekend. So uh, just, just, you know. Oh, yeah. Or I coincidentally. Guess, I guess we are. I if the kids are. Yeah. Right. I don't know if they are or not. They are. They are. It's a federal holiday, my friend. Well, they... Eh, we'll see. Um, then I might be off today, <laughs> which is good because, you know, he's actually... Martin Luther King Jr. is actually born on the 15th, and so was I. I just had my 48th birthday, and boy, am I feeling it. Um, yeah, well, I got my a- I got my AARP membership this week, so... Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah, welcome Welcome to 50. Uh, okay, so anyway, a little bit about Tom King. If people that don't know, I had no idea that he had interned with DC and Marvel for starting his career. Oh, and Marvel? Yes. He was I didn't actually... know Marvel as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just go through it a, uh, we'll go through it a little bit. Because his, his, he's got a very interesting history. This... Um... Let, me, let me take a quick aside. Can I, can, I, can I jump in here? Quick aside. Jump the reason that we... We're doing a Tom King comic is because we spent an extraordinary amount of time with me complaining about the latest issue of Batman, uh, <laughs> Batman number 62, circa 20, circuit 2019. I think the cover date is probably March 2019 yeah. because it sucked donkey dicks. Um, uh, well, it was so bad. I reread it. I reread it. Chris. I reread it. I it was still, it was too. even worse the, se- worse the second time around. Um, I so. and you know we we go me and uh, Murray and uh, Caleb go back and forth on Facebook Messenger about certain things and we, we're not really big fans of Heroes in Crisis right now uh, but so far everything else I've read of his I really liked including I like this too um, this is definitely a Vertigo comic I probably should put a I, I, well I don't know we're not getting too far into it I I I hadn't read it either. And I had all the issues that I got on sale and on Comixology, and I just breezed through all 12 issues. I just finished them about well, half hour ago. Um, and, and, and I want, yeah. And I wanted to, I thought, I figured, you know what? Okay, so we've done Batman, Tom King's Batman. We, we read an issue of Vision, uh, or I read the issue of Vision. Yes. Um, and uh, we have, we've done I think we covered something else. I want to say, Hmm? We did some of his Grayson. There you 
Oh, see, so we, we, we've done other stuff that Tom King has done. So I thought, you know what? I spent so much time. I, I dragged you guys into that conversation, and I no. appreciate you guys indulging me. You, you and Murray indulging me on that conversation, on my, oh. my, my rant against that issue. Um, but uh, so I thought, you know what? Let's, let's read something that has gotten positive reviews. And uh, this, this, you mentioned, you mentioned that this was something you had done. I thought, well, fuck it. We'll do it. So there yeah. you go. Uh, yeah. It's a tag. It's a tag. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to your back to your Tom King background. I apologize. I just wanted to give no, some no. background as to why you were doing this. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and the thing about him that stands out to me that always stood out to me was he was a CIA officer for seven years. Get to that. That is actually. Yeah, Tom get his wife started on. Uh, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, he, this Sheriff of Babylon is actually based on his experiences he had over uh, in Iraq as a CIA counterterrorism, CIA agent of counterterrorism, which I don't see how, I mean, he, it says here he studied both Philosophy and history at Columbia University, graduating in the year 2000, and then after 9/11, he just signed up for. Yeah, I mean, how? I don't know how he. I mean, CIA. That's hardcore. I don't know how you just go. Hey, I want to do this, and they say, okay, we'll put you out in Iraq, and you can be it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying it's it's a lie. I'm just saying that's very odd. He must have had exceptional skills for them to um, grab him up like that. But uh, according to this in his uh, career uh, from Wikipedia, of course, which actually pledged three dollars a month to to help him. In. Oh, anyway. Um, he interned both at DC Comics and Marvel Comics. Where he was an assistant to X-Men writer Chris Claremont before joining the CIA counterterrorism unit after September 11th. Uh, hopefully, what the... I know Americans have it, but anybody else around the world? Very tragic day. Anyway, uh, he spent seven years as a counterterrorism operations officer. CIA before quitting to write his debut novel, A Once Crowded Sky, uh, after the birth of his first child. And I looked that up on Amazon because I remember hearing about that before. It's an actual superhero novel, uh, which, you know, is various degrees. Apparently, that's what got him in the door uh, to DC because he was chosen to co write Grayson, which we talked about. That's when. You know, Nightwing wasn't Nightwing, and he was a super spy. Uh, he was uh, chosen to co-write that along with Tim Seeley and Mikhail Janin on art after pinning Nightwing number 30. King Seeley and Janin launched Grayson on May 2014th. Uh, when I just said, you know, leaving behind his Nightwing persona at age 22 to become Agent 37, Spiral Spy, yada yada yada. All right. uh, he added, you know, his providing additional authenticity through his background with the CIA. Uh, a re relaunch of classic DC Comics series The Mega Man was published in June 2015 by King 
and debut artist Barnaby Baginda as part of the publisher's relaunch DCU. The series follows a group of rebels fighting an oppressive galactic empire and feature White Lantern Kyle Rayner, the Mega Man created in 1981. And it says it's the equivalent of Guardians of the Galaxy, blah, blah, blah. See, King and Baginda's use of the nine-panel grid popularized by Adam Moore and Dave Givens' Watchmen has been praised by reviews. Now, and I brought that up once before in one of our little chats. I didn't really care for Mega Man. I think that's one of the first things that his... Well, yeah, no, I liked I liked his work at Nightwing, but I didn't really care for Mega Man, nor did I... And it might be just because I just didn't quite grasp it. Um, and it's kind of like this series and Heroes in Crisis and maybe in the Batman issues sometimes he does a long game and you don't have a clue what's going on until the end and maybe that was part of it I need to read through it again no it, uh, it his his books tend to you know uh-huh. his ten, books tend to pay off at the end of an arc or at the end of the series I mean he doesn't yeah. he doesn't stick around for forever on mm-hmm. a book. I mean, Vision was initially supposed to be an ongoing. It became a mini. Then he said, you know what? Screw it. I'll just call them all minis. Then he did uh, yeah. Mr. Miracle and again, a mini series, 12 issues. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't did. know what he's working on next. but Yeah, even on here, um, it says here, and this is where we get to talking about the book we're about to talk about. In San Diego Comic Con 2015, Vertigo revealed a New creator of project written by King and art by Mitch Grobs, I guess, titled The Sheriff of Baghdad. Uh, the, mm-hmm. pro- the project's a crime series in the vein of vertical titles like Preacher and Scalp was set to launch in the late 2015 and was inspired by King's time in Iraq as part of the CIA, uh, as I mentioned previously. Initially an eight-issue miniseries, it was later retitled The Sheriff of Babylon and expanded into an ongoing series, which... It only it ended with two, I mean twelve issues. Twelve so issues doesn't yep. explain why in this article. Uh, anyway, the first issue launched on December fifteen <laughs> to critical acclaim, while with reviews praising his its deeply personal storytelling and the intriguing and captivating personalities of his characters. I have to agree with that. That same year, DC announced Robin War, a crossover storyline set for December that would run five weeks and. Racing Detective Comics, we are Robin. Eh, that was okay. Um, he did was set to orchestrate the crossover storyline and pin in two one shots to open and close the series. Uh, and it talks about it as part of Marvel Comics all new, all different relaunch. He was announced as the writer of The Vision, a new ongoing series. Um, Following the character, it says titular, but I don't really care. I can't know how to say that. So anyway, titular, yeah, titular, titular. Okay, yeah. There, there was no real tits involved though. And he's newly created well, fired. They were all synthetic. Yes, you know. Anyway, uh, I guess yeah. Vision had a family. It, it's been well received by the public, and I was just looking. Um, I'll have to get that. Got the whole series for like I don't know, ten, twelve dollars on Kindle. Right now, so um, well, they actually they um, Marvel did a cool thing is they they released all twelve issues uh, in uh, director's cut form, so it's two issues per yeah I saw per that. issue. 
Um, and each one, they have commentary. They have pieces of script in there. It's, it's, it's very cool. Um, and it's, it's six issues. So all 12 issues are in. Never mind. Math. Math is good. Math. Uh, so, you know, they saw that the, the quality that King was putting out mm-hmm. then. Um, um, and again, like you said, each issue may not necessarily seem like part of the bigger story, but there was always something that moved it forward. And that's why moved the, moved the story forward. And that's why that issue of Batman 62, I'm going to keep repeating that so people can avoid it. 62 of Batman seemed like it did nothing. Yeah. There was no forward. There was no referral to what happened before. Uh, it just came out of nowhere. And I don't, and it was irritating and it was ugly and it was, you know, it was Mick Gerard. It was Mitch Gerard who, who drew it actually. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it I was agree. almost like, Oh, I want to do. I agree oh, with you. It, it didn't make much sense. Nope. I wasn't sure if it was even, you know, if it was like a fill in story in between until you got to the end and saw it was actually part two of the, uh, whatever arc he started last issue. So yeah, it, uh, <coughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. And see. And, and plus, and, and the other the other thing that, that messed it up for me is I don't like the villain. I, I've never liked that villain. I didn't like him when it was when no. Grant Morrison introduced him, and I don't like him now. So, um, I know, I don't like that villain either. Uh, it's it's for those who care. It's Professor Pig. P Y G. Now that's one of those uh, the whole superhero horror thing that I've been mentioning. Before, ah, yes. Which, um, I guess they put a film out, and I can't remember the name of it. But Zack Snyder did it. He actually called it superhero horror. It was basically, what if Superman landed on Earth and was evil? I guess as a ba- as Superboy became evil or or whatever, and that's what it was about. I don't know the name of it. Anyway, it didn't stay out there very. But that's what he actually called it. it was superhero horror? You heard it here first, though, people. Because I've said it several times. Anyway, uh, it continues on to yes, talk about have. yeah uh, how they canceled Omega Man, and it was uh, had such negative fan response to the cancellation that Jim Lee said, "Hey, we'll let it go to twelve issues," which was what planned on in the first place. Um, and he said, "Yeah, they, he uh, Lee had said the decision to cancel the series was a bit hasty." But anyway, uh, I'm trying to paraphrase. See, he did a Green Lantern one shot that ties into Dark Seed War, which I have don't remember reading that. Uh, somebody had said from IO9 that it was one of the best green stories ever written. I don't remember that, but you know, uh, talks about him leaving Grayson and they talk about him leaving the vision. And then that's until say March 2016 is he started, you know, writing the bi weekly Batman series, starting with number one, which was awesome. Um, that's one of my favorite books. Yeah, he's going to do 100 issues, which that might be different because it seems like to me I read something in the last month or two that said that this particular storyline that's going on right now is the part of the build up to. Ending his run with number seventy-five, so we'll see. I thought it was he was going all the way to one hundred. What the see, hell? I'll have to Whatever. find that. I'll have to find that, but it seems like well, I think I don't know. 
they I think they want him doing something else I don't know but anyway uh, and then they talk about Mr. Miracle which started in August 2017 which I really need to read I never did uh, never did read that all the way anyway and he got um, in July I did not know this he received the Eisner Award for Best Writers shared with uh, Marjorie Liu Oh, Marjorie Liu? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Good, so, good for them. Of, good for uh, them. All right. Well, background. And the background I, part of our show is done. Yes. We, should, we should do that more. We should We should make yeah, that a... I think... We should I, make that a, a... I would like to, yeah. Okay. Bam. Done. Yeah. Only 376 episodes in, we decided to have well, a format. I mean, we used to awesome. Do, we used to do that every once in a while, but it's like... You know, the three of us, between the three of us in, in three different time zones, sometimes we have a tight schedule and somebody has to leave and we don't have time for all that extra stuff. So. Time zones are for wussies. <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, all right. let's see. Do you want to go first? Sure, sure. Show the Sheriff of Babylon from Vertigo. Uh, it's uh, got a very cool cover. It's got this guy with some awesome sideburns. Standing in a, a military vest with a badge on there. It looks like a badge. I don't know. Maybe it's not a badge. But anyhow, uh, and there's a lot of military guys standing around him. He's probably in a green zone in Baghdad, would be my guess. Um, Very good. It's, again, it's mixed. It's mixture ads. I mean, he, he's, he does some great splash pages. There's no, no question about it. Uh, opens up. There is a guy's brains all over the ground and somebody off panel says what are we supposed to do with this and typical tom king fashion we got little flashes of like tarantino-esque what's where we are blank panels so there's six panels here three of them are pictures three of them are words the first one baghdad iraq the american controlled green zone hey look at me i I called it green zone uh it's february 2004 I, I get a medal. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and then we show a couple soldiers. They're probably standing over the dead body. Orders is orders. They say, keep the place clean. We clean it. I'm supposed to pick up garbage, says another soldier. Is this garbage? Referring to the dead body. And it's 10 months after the fall of Baghdad, according to the last panel. And we have a very cool two-page spread of the city of Baghdad. We've seen these pictures before, live or in photos on CNN or or other news or not news sources. And again, the writer, this is the Sheriff of Babylon, writer's Tom King, Mitch Gerads does the color art and colors. Oh, uh, Nick Napolitano lettered it. Oh, Jean-Paul Leon did the cover. Okay, that's why I loved it so much. He used to do the uh, a lot of the covers for Fables. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Molly, yeah, yeah, I know. Awesome, huh? Um, Molly Mahan is the assistant editor. Jamie S. Rich, formerly of Dark Horse, was the editor on this, and Shelley Bond was the executive editor. And we have, it looks like a note that's written to someone. It says, the angel cried mightily with a stone voice saying, Babylon the Great has fallen. It has fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit 
and a cage for every unclean and hated beast. Ah, it's a quote from Revelations 18.2. The city is on fire, and we have the two huge swords over the entranceway to what looks like some type of base. Again, it's uh, Saddam Hussein's base where he uh, tortured and killed many a people, and he got off easy. And I am a I am a borderline pacifist, so and I say that. Um, yeah, one, we're of now, the, what, one of the other issues says shows this section pages had animals and lions in it. Apparently, sit up in a big chair like a uh, um, lifeguard and watch uh, people getting eaten by lions. Oh, what a pleasant human being. Yes. Um, yeah, he uh, hanging was too quick for him. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we are now seeing a bunch of uh, soldiers exercising. And uh, a drill sergeant type guy is trying to get them to coordinate. They're all in their, their uh, military browns. And he's all, together, together. Come on. Let's do it together. And the, the group of guys are clearly... Out of sync. There's, they're supposed to be doing jumping jacks, I assume, and one guy's doing whirlies, another guy's doing a balance on one leg. Some people are in jump, mid jumping jacks. Some are looks like two guys maybe are in sync, maybe three. Hey, he's a fine, fine stop. Just, just stop already. I'm going to go break. On break, lunch. Uh, you go and be on break too. We'll meet back here when uh, when we're done. Shit. He says, and all that was over Bullhorn. He is frustrated because his crew sucks. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? No, that's fine. The story will tell it in a bit. Awesome. Good. Okay, so we're on a base here. It's a green zone restaurant and coffee shop. Uh, Christopher, I guess that's our guy here, the guy with the crew cut and the uh, glasses and the aviators. And uh, he. Beautiful name for a character. Christopher, I, I I don't know anybody named Christopher. I, know. Um, I, I just I've always always wanted to be named Christopher. <laughs> no, anyway, sorry. Well, maybe someday. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, "What is this?" And some bald guy, clearly another military guy, because they're all strapped, saying, "Get in there!" Someone said she's got a suicide bomb chest. You know. Like real, like Israel. Oh shit! And he kind of walks up there, uh, Clint Eastwood style, just walks up, kind of irritated and frustrated yeah, to the restaurant. It's kind of hard to to tell, but what he does is he takes his gun out of his holster, puts it behind his back in his pants. Yes, he puts it behind his waist and he pulls his shirt because his shirt had been tucked into up to up to this point. He pulls his shirt out and he. His shirt is now hiding the gun in his in the back of his waist belt or the back of his belt. And we get uh, inside the restaurant. He's spreading some peanut butter on a piece of toast. He says, I didn't get breakfast this morning. and It's so damn hot. It shouldn't. But hot makes me hungry. And he grabs a couple bottles of water. He's got his PB&J. And he sees a young lady sitting at a table. And in the tent, we see a uh, an American flag, a British flag, and what's the and the Iraqi flag all hanging at the back of the tent. And all right, interesting about the sizes. The British flag is the biggest one. 
it uh, looks like. I don't know if that's significant or not. If that's how it's laid out. I think it's just they just got a temporary flag and put it up. Um, and so we, yeah, we're in a uh, a mess tent, and there's ceiling fans. It's a great panel. Anyhow, there's yeah, a young lady really sitting good. at a table. Yeah, so he's got his food and his water, and there's a young lady sitting at a table all huddled up under a blanket. And he sits down across from her. He says, my name is Christopher. Only Arabic I speak is not really appropriate. You speak any English? And she looks up. She's sweaty. She's scared. That's a great panel. Gerard's straw is awesome. And the guy continues to monologue to him, monologue to her. Problem with this, the whole war, you know what it is? Chocolate. My grandpa used to tell me how when we was in when he was in the Pacific, he used to give away chocolate. And he's this guy's eating while he's telling this little tale about his grandpa and chocolate. To the kids, natives, he used to call them. He gave them chocolate. I've been here four months. I used to be a cop. Now I'm training these people four months, and I haven't seen one person give away any chocolate. You want some chocolate? And she's close up on her hands. She's all huddled up. Her arms are crossed. And he continues, uh, uh, since we're sharing, like she's you want to know a secret? in her hand. I don't know if it's a knife or not. But. That's true. I didn't see that. Yeah, there's something white uh, in, in the midst of her gray Greenish gray uh, might be the cloak. trigger or it might be a knife. Anyway. It'd be anything. And he says, uh, "Do you know 9/11? The buildings and all that. All of this. That was all me. My mistake. I did that. What? But I'm trying. A good story. Bang. A uh, big panel says, "Stop! Goddamn! Fuck! Stop! Stop!" And bang again. And her boom. All over the wall. Yeah, and I like how and they she did wasn't it doing where the bang is a black panel with white words that says bang. And they do this. He does white. that a lot through the series. Anyway. He does it in a lot of his series. If you uh, read his stuff, he, he likes doing that with the the sound effects or, or the asides being just a black panel with the white lettering. Now that I think about it, it seems like I saw that in a Mega Man. And I guess I never really yep. noticed it before. And you'd see it in uh, in uh, Mr. Miracle as well. Okay. And Vision. I think, did, did he do it in Vision? Maybe he did. I don't know. I got it. Anyhow, so, so she's dead. Yeah. Um, and she's bleeding everywhere out of her skull. And he's just, I'm trying. And we flash forward a few minutes, and we got the team coming in, all of their, their uh, explosive suits, like in uh, Hurt Locker. And. And one of them's yelling at uh, Christopher. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Get the hell out of here. What were you thinking? She wasn't doing anything. You didn't have to. You were in the room, man. You had to. Sh we had to shoot with you there, man. What the hell were you doing in there? Look, I was just trying to help. She was fine. Help? Are you? Where do you think you are? Jesus Christ, man. Get your shit. Get yourself together. God damn it. And he gets a phone call. And she we still don't know whether she actually was strapped with a bomb. Doesn't matter, I suppose. Maybe we'll find out later. I have no idea. And they never we tell. get it. They never tell. Good. So we got uh, panels with various leaders here. We got a four-star general talking. He says, I hate to come to you with this, but Assassin's Gate's been blocked for three days with these protests. We got to get those people off the line. And someone off panel says, I understand. Please. Allow me to take care of it. And then we get uh, 
some other official. He says, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're using this funky font to indicate that they're speaking a different language. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. And so this next guy's got the font, and he says, we must protest. The supplies to my hospital have been stolen. If the Americans do not give me more, my people here will die. What can I do? He says, uh, panel says, I understand. I'll see to it. So I'm assuming it's Iraqi official, maybe an Iraqi doctor or something. And then we get another guy in a, uh, an Arab, uh, Saudi Arabian guy, clearly with the, uh, the headgear and stuff. I don't know what that's called. So excuse my, my Americanist, uh, non-racist statement. I just I don't know what it's don't called. don't have a clue what it's called either. And they're eating a big meal. Uh, they got some gnarly looking food in front of them. And he's saying, yes, it is from my tribe, my cousin's sister's tribe, family. They have taken the trucks. They are ignorant, vicious people. I do not want problems, but they are family, and they would harm me for talking. What can I do? And the off-panel person says, I understand, sir. Please, with your permission, I will seek a solution. So we've got a, a progression here. Uh, mm-hmm. So the general's asking for people off the line. They're trying, they're trying to get supplies. The supplies have clearly been stolen by this uh, Saudi's family. And then we get... Uh, Fourth panel says, the truck is mine. My wife has no food. My children have no food. I will feed them with the truck. Some American whore will not change, will not change me on the back. Sorry, there's a bugs flying around my face here. And the off panel person says, I understand. So general and then that. So this last panel is the Saudi Arabia's Saudi Arabian guy's uh, cousin. So, and I will go. This will be my last page here. So we got uh, now we're, we got Sophia as opposed to Christopher, and she's saying in again in I'm going to assume it's whatever language they speak in Iraq. I think but it's again, Farsi. It's but I could be wrong. Farsi, very good. Thank you. And she's speaking. We know, but we know it's some foreign language because it's got that funky font. It says, but I think you have something confused. The quote American whore. I mean, really. This is not right, is it? She's got a gun in her purse. I mean, a big honking purse. She pulls out the gun, sets it on the table. My grandfather was a great leader of Iraq. He founded the, the Ba'ath Party with Saddam, turning Iraq into something proud. Saddam killed him, of course. My father and the rest of the family, leaving only me in some school in America, watching it on TV. She's looking down at the gun. And we're back for... 20 years then, I worked to convince America to take this country, to let me return to my people. I gave myself for this, and they took it, and now I have Iraq. So a whore then? Yeah, I think yeah, I think so, but not American. So which is funny because she's got red nail polish on, which from what I understand, they don't really go for women having red nail polish in Iraq. Well, she is not a conventional Iraqi in any way, shape, or form. No, she just, she was, she's American educated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clearly she said so. Uh, They never never do explain where she got that scar either. Oh, that's true. Her face is very scarred up. So, not very scarred up, but it's clearly got a big line across it. So, anyhow, so I will leave the, to you at this point. Uh, they show a flashback because we can tell that because it's got, got that. Uh, what's that? Keep a tone. Yes. It's, yeah. It's like an old picture. 
Uh, there's also some more confusion. I did not come here to ask for the truck. I already have the truck. And your cousin, Allie, who helped, who, who drove, he is dead. And your little brother, Farad, Farid, maybe, he was the one who, yeah, he was the one who told us where the truck is. He is also dead. And it shows, uh, that people getting shot in a bloody, gory mess. Each, each one of them. Oh, and your older brother. It looks like the stolen truck's getting stolen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Oh, and your older brother, Hassan, the fat one, I almost forgot. Him as well. Your wife and children are fine, of course. I have them. I will keep them. But they're blindfolded. Yeah. Blindfolded there. And then you see a picture of him, a wider picture of them talking, and there's a guy standing behind the guy she's talking to with the gun and that was the guy from the fourth panel of that lot of that page that i read where you know they were talking to someone off panel yeah so they were clearly they were talking to her yeah, yeah. exactly i did I, yeah i didn't I'm get it it's all coming together the next section is where i figured it out you'll see ah. um anyway she goes uh i hope this is some comfort and then you see word bang Bang! Then it's there with his face. Guys, get his what's left of his face buried into the table. Blood everywhere and gore. You should be comforted, she says. At least they did not did not have to watch it on the TV. She gets up behind behind it, and you know, just because she shoots him in the back of the head too. There was another guy in the room, by the way, behind him. Yeah, if I didn't mention that. He's the one that did the first two shots. He was standing behind him. And then we go back, and we see four long panels like we did before. First one In reverse. In reverse. What finally made it for me was is the tea that she had. had. It's almost identical each time. And I realized that's who it was. Uh, so we're going backwards, and you're talking to that guy. Now she's talking to the Arab guy, the sheik, probably, I believe. Um, I am very grateful for your help in this. He was undeserving. You will come if there is anything my people can help you with in the future. She says, of course. See it from her point of view. Talking to the bureaucrat. The supplies are very much appreciated. The protest obviously will cease. And please, if the hospital can provide you with such time, uh, such timely help as you have given us, do not hesitate to ask. Thank you so much. Now she's talking to the general, U.S. general again. Hell of a thing there, girl. Thank you. I know your people are waiting on the TCOM co- contract. Oh, sorry. Uh, I can't wait to rec- recommend you all. You are too kind. It was... Telecom. Yeah. Only my pleasure. Yeah, she's, uh... So next we see... Um... We see somebody's arm in a handcuff. Uh, this is a new guy. Our third character. I pray, Fatima, but I do not believe God listens. And we're in that same foreign language font. He says, I follow Muhammad... I do not know where he has walked. 
are saying these things to put it off, my flower. But you cannot put it off. It is here. I am the servant of our great leader, Saddam Hussein. Where is our great leader, Saddam Hussein? I'm a servant of America, our savior. But where is America, our savior? Enough of this, husband. Go and do what you will do. And every other panel is somebody, you know, pretty beaten up and tied up and tape on them. Well, he's the one who's probably, he's the one who's uh, handcuffed to that pipe at the first panel, right? Uh, well, there's more than one. Oh, well, we're getting there. Sorry, getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you'll see that. Um, yeah, because that guy's got his hands behind his back on the last panel. And he says, I am oh, police, yeah, yeah. a man of the law, but there is no law. And she's like, in the panel above it, she's slid a uh, 45 uh, to him. Please, that's what it looks like in old time, 1911. Pretty much, they're all the same pretty much these days. Um, so, he's walking up to the phone and you see a picture of him his wife and three kids um and he's like please please no he doesn't want to do it wife is and there's, pushing to him so and there's three americans down there and the font changes it goes to the uh, the the english font yeah they're saying please please jesus please my eldest name was fatima like her mother he starts talking he's he's monologuing actually which it's that's really, Nasir. Yeah, this really isn't a funny situation. But anyway, um, I just got through watching Incredibles, Incredibles two, so I, that just popped in my head. Anyway, back to series, and they're they're begging for their lives. And three so it looks like three American soldiers. Yeah, it is. Uh, you'll find out why soon. Um, <clears throat> bang! Kills one of them. Oh God, Jesus! Help, Jesus, please! My second, her name was Asilla, a very pretty girl. Please don't. Bang. And the last one has his mouth taped up. Bang. My youngest, her name was Nahima. She was three when the bombs fell on the house. Three is not so old at all. Nasir, is it done? They're all dead down there. He says, I have no more daughters. He kind of drops the gun. Somebody calls. He's got... Uh, he doesn't drop the gun. He was just letting it slack in his hand. Um, it's interesting that uh, it's interesting that the font there, when the, the woman is yelling downstairs to him, it is the English font as opposed to yeah. the uh, the Farsi font. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is a good page now. You see our three characters. Somebody's calling him, and he's, he's got blood all over him, because he was pretty, you know, he put the gun right up to the guy's head, so you're going to get some blowback. You're probably going to get some brain matter inside that barrel. You'll clean that out later. Um, <laughs> I watch a lot of CSI kind of stuff, so, you know, I pick that stuff up. Anyway. Okay. Um, so, uh, Sophia, which is the Americanization of her, um... She's getting a phone call. And in, from her purse, yeah. In her purse, and uh, Christopher is uh, getting a phone call, which actually got a phone call from my parents a while ago, but, you know, I think anyway. Um, ring, ring, ring. And then you see, he picks up the phone. 
Yeah, this is Christopher. This uh, police training. This is Sergeant Myers down at Camp uh, Victory Morgue. I got a body here. It needs to be cleaned. What? I guess Big Army found it at the marching grounds. Bought it here. Got one of those your trainee IDs on it. I, Ali Fahar. Somebody shot the shit out of the guy. Oh, damn. Sorry. You okay, man? No, I don't know. I just like the yawns all of a sudden. And uh, he says, shit, look, if this guy's yours, I don't have the time to take care of this. You got to take care of it, okay? What do I do? Do I call the cops? Who are the cops? Aren't you the cops? I don't know. Like the sheriff of this place or, or something, buddy? Call who you want, but take care of this. I'm not holding this body forever. Does this place have a sheriff? Christopher asks. But then you get uh, Fatima gets a call. Hello? Sophia, hey, this is Chris uh, from a few weeks back. I'm sorry, I'm not sure if I, I'm supposed to call. Aha! Hello again, Christopher. I saw I missed your call earlier. I'm sorry, I was busy. We shared some lovely nights. I'm glad you called. You know, kind of get that in the window there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he says, yeah, I'm sorry, but look, I need a favor. Why, of course, anything. How can I help? I know you're on the Iraqi Council, and I don't know anyone else. Please... For everyone here needs help. How can I help you? He's an operator. Telling you. Um, I found one of my guys, a guy I was training. Someone found one of my guys outside. These are the men you are training. Police? Yeah, yeah, but he's so, dead. Hmm? Real quick. So this whole thing, all this dialogue, this, this back and forth, is oh. backdropped with with um, a Humvee, a military Humvee approaching Going, driving through Baghdad, and you can see regular cars on the street, but they're driving through with their, you know, their heavy-duty Humvee, and they're pulling up to what's clearly a military base. It's got the American flag on it, um, showing their ID, and that's where the the body was found. And the last panel that you're about to read from is an airfield. Uh, again, that Humvee is crossing the airfield to go uh, collect the body, I guess. Yeah, that's the actual base. Um. She, and he says, yeah, yeah, but he's dead. They found him dead near those swords, the big swords. They got him put put up at the airport, and they want to know what to do, what I'm supposed to do. I understand, of course. Of course. Please, tell me more. And then the next thing you know, the son, I think, is that he gets a, a phone call. And uh, it's it's uh, Sophia calling him, and, and you see the, the body being taken in. To the morgue, and you know it's kind of like closing the loop. You know, these this all didn't happen in order, but that's the guy you see. The third panel down, you see the guy that actually called Chris. Uh, mm -hmm. that peace be with you, Nasir. This is uh Safia El Kwani with the Iraqi Council. Yes, there's been a crime in the green zone. We require an investigator. The police have stopped. I'm not working. I do not. I do not want to work. I understand, but please, let me ask. The three packages were brought to you as requested, yes. The three packages were brought to you as requested. Think about that. Yes, I have the packages. They are finished now. I am so glad. I was glad to do this for you. Yes, well, if you need an investigator, perhaps I can help. <laughs> that is so pleasant to hear. And then you see, yeah, hey, the... Guys calling Christopher. Be continued. 
And this, yeah, this wraps around to that first phone call. So basically, it was going back in time a little bit, but this is uh, showing the, uh, oops, what the heck? Um, so, so one of those bodies that, that they found was, I think, yeah, anyhow, which was one of the guys. Yeah, there which, you go. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was in that issue or not. Um, I won't spoil it if you want to read it. But, I do want to read it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, there was a reason those guys were killed. Um, I can't say that they didn't deserve it. Let's leave it go out there. See, and this is where King excels. He really does this this bouncing back and forth in time, but everything is tied together. Everything yeah, has now, see, purpose. I thought those were the guys that dropped the bomb on his family. But you, as you read through it, and it doesn't show it to you in big neon sign what happened. You got to read it and look at the pictures, and which just right then I did not catch what she had said to him about the three packages. So I read it again just go. now. Um, he's he is he he writes for adults. I yeah, mean, I, I he does. He's his. Yeah, so I an eleven-year-old would not. Yeah, eleven-year-old wouldn't get this stuff. No, Maybe you know no, they, they they would just read the dialogue and not get all the nuances. And he puts a lot of nuances in there. Um, and he takes advantage. He takes advantage that comic books are also a visual medium. Yes, he, he does. So. Um, he uses his artists. Oh, crashing around outside the room here. Sorry. No, that's fine. And that's kind of the that's. I mean. Bendis is a good writer, but he doesn't. He likes to put a lot of dialogue out. <laughs> and I know yes. it, it bugs you more than it bugs me, but he should do that more. I think. Uh, yes, one of the things that that it was Marv Wolfman's downfall is he forgot how to show more, tell less. He started telling more, and that was that's why George Perez you know, couldn't be a good writer because he was always, he didn't, it's, it's like almost like he didn't trust his own art because if you read any of Perez's stuff oh that he's written, God, it's yes. all words. Oh, yes. And I, I'm sorry, but I don't like his writing. Which brings yeah. up something. I don't know if you read the link I sent, but. I did. I did. But um, anyway, yeah, real we'll, quick, we'll, let's we'll finish this. No, then, I'll then, talk we'll, about that another yeah, time. That could be so a again, whole it, episode of that. Anyway. This, this is where he excels, and that's why mm-hmm. that that issue of Batman was so disappointing. When he writes stuff like this, or his Mister Miracle, or his Vision, it's like he, there's things going on. They talk like real people. There's there's actions going on. Actions tied into other pages of action. They tie into previous issues. I'm sure that stuff that happened in this issue will tie into something that happens in issue eight, or something that happens in issue eight will tie into issue two. It's all. It's well-constructed. After missing that little cue there, it makes me want to read through all 12 issues again to see what else I missed. There you go. Because I mean, there's that's... a couple of times I'm thinking, I don't get what's happening here. So I, 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 re-read, I re-read Watchmen maybe uh, once every three years or so. Yeah. And I still time. occasionally go, I still occasionally go, oh, God, I never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. I mean, less and less. I mean, it's, it's you know, there's, it, now we're getting granular when I read it. Yeah. But it, you know, it's, I, I imagine that if I were to reread this issue, and if you were to reread it a third time, mm-hmm. 
you'd be like, oh, gosh, there's another subtlety that I missed. And uh, I like the tea you pointed out. She was drinking that tea, but then when they – I didn't notice that until you pointed out in those four panels after that guy was shot in the head, there's that cup of tea that she was – you know, similar to the one she was drinking earlier. Yeah, and that – so, yeah, it's uh, it's, (laughs) – Visual visual cues. Like I said, he takes advantage – he takes he takes advantage of the fact that he's got artists that know how to draw, yeah, um, and the artists take advantage of the fact that he does you know he does good writing. So. What this reminded me of a lot is that new Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime. Love it. That was great. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else I've seen. There was actually a movie with uh, Matt Damon, which he's actually mentioned later on in the book offhand comment that he made a movie called The Green Zone Mm. Uh, and it was about during our occupation of Baghdad I don't remember all the details of it but it was alright but yeah well good issue really good stuff I'm glad you did too I've been wanting to read that for a while and you gave me a reason well uh, there we go I zipped through it man Good stuff. All right. Now, let's so share quick, share quick with this, the Mr. Uh, Perez. Yeah, today George Perez, which if anybody's ever listened this length of time, is my favorite artist. I didn't. Today he is retiring from making comic books altogether. worry anybody there's a real long thing on his facebook page basically said yes, he uh, writes a lot yeah right <laughs> it's a lot um but he's gonna have to stop doing most commissions except for extenuating circumstances and 2020 he may go to two cons total health continuing to degrade and he can't do the level of work that he feels worthy of the price that he charges for it. I believe that's how I put it. And uh, he's got diabetes. Causes, that causes problems with issues. I have diabetes myself. That's what he's talking about. Having, as I get older, i got to almost put my face up against it. Bifocals and all that crap. So, uh, yeah, it's very sad. Um... Even though his last work that he did, that Sirens, was just absolutely... I stopped reading it. I mean, I... I didn't get past issue one, so... I was getting it <laughs> and looking at the pictures, but I wasn't reading it because there's so much freaking dialogue that made no sense. But it was beautiful work. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was just later today... And, um, but yeah, kind of a sad day, and, but he hasn't really done anything since that Sirens thing in a while, and that's why, obviously, he had some heart issues, he was in the hospital for a couple of weeks with a, I think it was a mild stroke, but it didn't really do any damage, but, uh, yeah, which explains why some of the things I saw about the Titans, uh, premieres and stuff, it, on the DC Universe 
app. Our Wolfen was all over the place, but Perez wasn't anywhere near. Probably because it's just his health. He just can't tra travel like that. That's one of the reasons yeah. why he's quitting his con. Con stuff, uh, but he says that, you know, don't worry about me, that I make enough money on on royalties that I probably never have to work again. God bless him. That's good. Because yep. not every comic book person does that, like that guy that used to write The Flash. I don't know, uh, Walter Messner. William Messner. William Messner Lobes, yes. Yeah, he's uh, some other comic book creator found him. And he's homeless. Yep. Sad. Because he was actually... Medical bills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. Um, anyway. So, I know... I don't well, know. Retirement's a big thing. My dad retired. I don't know if I mentioned that. Last he did. Episode. Yep. Yeah. He's having already having little issues. He's kind of bored. And my mom and my dad in the house <laughs> all day long, seven days a week, 365 together. I'm not sure how that's going. Uh, there's nobody's called cops yet, so hopefully they better go confiscate those guns if yeah, they've got exactly. any. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, he's got a big TV. Watch movies on. I keep giving him movies to watch that he's missed. So hopefully that'll keep him occupied. Yeah, have, have him watch all the Avengers movies. That'll take him. Uh, let me see. Three times. Three times twenty. Oh, so sixty hours. Yeah, that's a lot. So, anyway, uh, that's about it. You got anything else? No, uh, I don't. Uh, again, I don't want to discourage people from reading Batman because there have been some incredible issues. But I, 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 I really I, – I, I am taking – I'm telling you right now, I'm taking a break, at least a three-month hiatus from Batman. Maybe then I'll cool. read all the issues all at once. It's, it's, it's not uh, – Yeah, because that's what – I think that's a good idea because I've been doing that is with everything pretty much lately the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. Work's been real busy, a bunch of, you know, just health issues with myself and, you know, a little bit of mental health. Anyway, we'll get into that. Just family, well, I, family crap, I, you know? I, I highly recommend it, and I've almost done rereading it, was Matt Faction's, uh, Matt Fraction, excuse me, uh, Hawkeye or Hawkeye oh, uh, series good. that he did. I'm, I've almost read all 20 issues again. I'm, I think I'm on issue oh, 16 or 17. Something awesome. Something that I can recommend real quick. Sick. That I've been, because I've been reading out of the superhero realm a lot. I just did. Second. Lots of sales going on these days. Uh, I took, checked out, uh, Rick Remender. I'm a big fan of Rick Remender. He's done a lot of good mm -hmm. stuff. He's got a new series, um, out, uh, no, it's not a new series. It's like in 34 issues, but it's, was made into a sci-fi show, Deadly Class. The book is a little bit rough. I mean, like Walking Dead kind of rough, a little bit too much maybe for me, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, so I've read some of it. I had already bought it on a sale. Um, but the show was really good. Something to think about. Um, there is a book that I just picked up. Jason Aaron. 
And one, another one of sale called Southern Bastards. And I read the first two volumes. I got the second two. Um, it's about living in the South and racism and stuff. And I lived in Tupelo for nine years. And that, uh, yeah, something. All right. Well, there you go. We got, got things to read. Good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, that's, oh yes. Detective comics right now. He's got Doug Monick and Peter Tomasi. Real good storyline going on. Yeah. Tomasi's going to carry it to 1000. Tomasi's last issue will be 1000 and then he will, uh, walk away from Detective. Ooh, I forget who's taking over. By the way, his his uh, his Super Sons series that's oh, out right now. Yes. So good. So good. Oh yes, so it is. I, that's on so my, funny. So cute. That's yes. on my to read pile. Digital. Digital. Oh, do catch it up. Oh yeah, yeah. No. All right, I, we gotta I, close I, this out. I, yeah. Okay. 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 Anyway, I was just gonna say. It's Doug, my fault. Uh, Doug Monkey is actually gonna be at Planet Comic Con in March, which I've already got all three days signed up, so I'll be looking. <laughs> Meet him. Um, Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Katie uh, uh, off I forget how to say her name, played Starbuck on the redo of Battlestar Galactica. She's going to be there. She's. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, so she should be, should be good. Um, oh, and John Wesley Ship. Hmm? Hmm? The original Flash. But you have, but you have to move fast to talk to him. So. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, right. So, anyway, as always, you can send us an email at uh, talesfromalongbox.com, uh, podcast at there. Let us know what you think. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. That's about all I can say about that. And uh, you can actually comment on the comment on the actual episodes and let us know what you think there. And that is it for this week. We are out.